you for having me, by the way. Look at that. We are all excited to go live with a podcast. And there we go. This is this is what entrepreneurship is about. This is what life is about. And this is what Rebecca is about. Because, girl, you had, hold on, let me look at my notes right here. You had over 30 jobs before you were 30. Talk about yeah. entrepreneurial mindset and getting shit done. So you know how to find a job in your sleep, but uh, where you always struggled was with what exactly you wanted to do. I think we all can connect with that one. Guilty of this one. And I'm 40 and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, now with nine years of training, education, conversations, and most importantly, trialing and erroring with hundreds of clients, you help anyone who's stuck um, like you were to get clarity on what they want and to transform their reality into one that makes them really, truly alive. And I got to say, girl, I love you for that because I think that is one of our biggest struggle in entrepreneurism. It's this, we have an idea, we have a passion, and suddenly it's like, cool, but how do I combine what I really want to do with what the market wants? And then you realize this is actually not what I thought it is and I don't want to do it. And you realign and oh my God, yes. sometimes I wish I would yes. just nine to five and have a boss tell me what the hell to do. <laughs> I think that the trick is when you can, I'm kind of sensing you, you're there, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, but you tell me if I'm right. Uh, but the trick being to be okay to be in a process with your career, like rather than getting to this destination where I've got it all figured out and that's the way it's going to be now for the rest of my career and it's butterflies and rainbows rather than like being in the process of it of like, yeah, sometimes I'm passionate about something and then my passion changes. Or I don't have a passion, but I still want to be engaged and energized in my work. And how do I do that? Maybe I'll pivot. Maybe I'll change. Um, I still have moments of what am I doing with my life? I have it less so with my career now, but even then sometimes I'm like, what am I doing with this business? Why am I doing this? Like, and I have to revisit all that stuff. So there's no, like, even though I do feel very solid in my business and I've see myself doing it a long time, which I feel grateful for. And I still have those moments of questioning. And then when it comes to my lifestyle outside of work, which I know we're going to talk about a bit today and like mm -hmm. relationships, I'm still just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. And I feel like that's really normal because if you haven't done something before, then you don't know. Yeah. You don't know if you can do it. So I don't but know. Yeah, you I me, are you, do you feel like you're, you're able to live in that kind of like process? place of, of life without that destination as much it's it's becoming easier so oh. from a personality type i'm a full-on control freak um mm. i am a i am a starting to recover control freak meaning right. i used to take this to the point of literally wanting to control situations and people that i can't control and mm. How's the anxiety when you do that? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. interestingly enough, when was that Wednesday or Thursday of the week of us recording here? I had for the first time that feeling of 
knowing. I think that's piece of why I want to control things. I want to know what happens, but you, you can't know what's happened. Magic is happens outside of what you know. So I had for the first time that feeling of just being okay in the moment and knowing I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. The future that I want will come to me. This, this, just this content of being in the process of just being okay where I am right now, being okay, not knowing how this is going to shape up and not having to control it all. I'm still getting goosebumps, I swear. Once you reach yeah. that point of just being centered, <laughs> it's like it's, it's magic. It's totally. I love that. I was getting chills too as you're talking about that because it's really special to be able to live in that space and it's not necessarily living there 100% all the time, but like to access that at sometimes right to well, I had to turn down controlling and just be like in that moment and process and like trusting and surrendering to like the things you can't control and like cool <laughs> and for that matter can we actually control anything I think what it was at least for me that wanting to control everything is more of a not trusting myself so yeah. building up that self-trust, knowing, having those convincers show up of, yes, you did. Yes, you did again. Yes, you did again. Really working on going internally and, and building that self-trust is what got me to not having to control. But yeah. enough of me. Rebecca, I already read, read your intro because, as my audience knows, I do ask my, my guests beforehand a couple of questions. You had quite the interesting path to come to today. So let, let the audience know a little bit. Let them in behind the scenes. How did you get here? Yeah. Okay. So I'll share how I decided to do this work, too, and like what it looked like to start mm -hmm. because... I'm all about getting clarity <laughs> uh, and part of that is because I struggled with it so much and it, yes, I had 30, I actually 34 different jobs before the age of 30, I actually figured it out and I tried in there, I, in those jobs actually were a few different businesses I tried to start. Um, but the biggest thing was I always wanted to go into nonprofit work and I went to university. I did a degree in environmental geography. I wanted to do environmental nonprofit work. I had and still have a lot of passion for the environment and I got some great job offers right out of university doing that exactly what I wanted to do, like program management. Um, one was like the coordinator for my province for another program. And I was just like, cool, great. Start doing this work. And realizing, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> this isn't totally hitting the mark for me. I started to believe less in education as a tool for change. I think it's important, but I don't think it's everything. And for anyone who knows psychology, this actually makes sense that we're, we're so emotionally based that it's hard to learn logic and facts and information that changes your behavior. So I did get more interested in coaching because one of my best friend's moms was a coach who kind of talked with me sometimes and coached me. And I was like, this is cool. And 
12 years ago when I went to coach school, this wasn't as common, um, but she helped me realize that I did want to work with people on a deeper level to create deeper change um, so that ideally in theory, I don't know if this is true, you know, we have more space to focus on things outside of ourselves and help improve some of the other challenges in the world. Um, not a proven theory, but I was like, hey, this is the best I got to go with. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. 2013, I started my business. Uh, and I started my business while um, I also really wanted to be a nomad. So I decided to go on a three month road trip and start my business on the road and build it from the road. And that was a fun experience. Uh, I realized it took a lot longer to build a coaching business than I'd been told. So I did come home broke um, and in debt because of this business, but I, um, I did have a lot of fun doing that and traveling around and coaching random people. I have a couple funny stories I can share in there. If you're interested, I won't go right into them, you're but you're going to have to at least definitely for sure share that whole San Diego story because my audience has to hear that one. Okay. Yeah. So when I was in San Diego, um, which is where Yvonne lives, <laughs> um, I, had I would just just like needed to get some experience coaching because I wasn't getting many clients. Mm -hmm. So I got a big pizza box and put it folded out with Sharpie on it. I wrote free coaching and I sat on the uh seawall in San Diego with this sign free coaching. Now of course didn't think about this half the people who came up to me were like do you mean like sports coaching? Because <laughs> I didn't say life coaching. And I was like, oh, I should have put life coaching. But a lot of people, as soon as I told them, I'm like, no, like life coaching, like I'll coach you on anything. And I would just sit there and coach people. And I was just telling you that I have um, pictures that I would take with people that I coach. So there's pictures of me and these like random people. One was like a family. There was like a couple. Um, there's like some old dudes. There was obviously some younger dudes. And then I actually went on a date with one guy. We <laughs> 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 just had pictures of these signs and like, um, it was so cool. Maybe, kind of, maybe I like, should I, try I that. Maybe I should try that rather than the whole dating app. Sit on sure. the boardwalk, coaching. Maybe that's how oh, I find totally. it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great date, but that <laughs> one experience. <laughs> So. Oh my God. I love that. And it's like, why, why I love this story so much is because it's like, cool. I need to learn. How can I do that? Grab a pizza box and off a free coaching. It's like, no one wants to hire me. I just want to coach people. I want to get better. I've done my training. Let's go. <laughs> Not, oh, okay, that, oh, can I also just say though, like for anyone listening, I was terrified. Like, don't think that I wasn't terrified and I'm so confident that I just was like, Sure. Easy. No problem. Like I was like stomach and nauseous. And as soon as I got going, it was okay. But it was a very scary thing for me to do. Yeah. Do you still have that nowadays? Maybe not with coaching, but just with, I don't know, speaking on stage or whatever, where it's this, oh my God, oh my God. And the moment you are in it, it's just gone. Oh, totally. Speaking's like that. Um, I find it takes two or three minutes to warm up. Mm -hmm. So I always plan word for word the first two or three minutes when I speak. And then after that, I don't like to plan because I'm in the moment. I'm just talking and have some key points. Um, I'm like it at social events. 
I know the first two or three minutes I go to a social event with a lot of people. Oh my God. Yeah. Awkward. I just know that's the norm. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, but I know eventually I ease into it. First dates, like everything basically. Yeah. Oh my God. First dates. A new client thanks. even. Yeah. First thing takes about two, three days because which outfit and where are we going? I'm like, let's just literally just meet up within 24 hours of us matching and have a coffee. So I'm not going crazy about what to wear. Yeah. I'm like, don't even. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. You just have so... to do a lot of first dates and then. Oh, God. Yeah. Oof. That's a whole other story. Yeah, I've gone through all the phases with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we will not go into my dating stories right now. We should, that's, we're gonna, we can fill a whole five seasons mm -hmm. with that one. <laughs> so how, how was your journey from this? Okay, I need to learn how to coach. I want to learn. I want to get better. I want to do all the things to where you are today. So lead us, lead us through that growth and, and that change that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it took me six years to get to a place of steady, full-time, consistent, reliable business. And the road leading up to that was challenging. Um, because I didn't know if my business was going to succeed or how to make it succeed. And there were a few times or a couple times maybe where I quit my job that I had another job I had, whatever that was, it was like serving or I did like project management assistant work. Um, I was a marketing project manager for a bit, like random contracts here and there, quit those, go into my business full time, be like, now I'm doing it full time. And then I had to go back and get another job <laughs> and I would just be on this back and forth thing. So, um, yeah, I can share more. Do you want me to share more about like some strategies I used or I would the love emotional to challenge or talking, talking <laughs> strategies and challenges. Hell yeah, girl, bring it on. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I just love sharing that for me, it was not fast. It was not an overnight success story. Um, even like far from overnight success, I hear a lot of people who are like, I built a successful business in two years or three years. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like it took me six years <laughs> and I love sharing that now because I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I just don't hear a lot of people saying that. Uh, the story is always this whole, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people share the whole, how I became an overnight success and this telling the story of getting there and that they're not an overnight success. But, um, I, I agree with you. I don't think there is enough conversation out there about it doesn't always just happen in a year or two. It, it, yeah for me it hasn't happened within two or three years there was so much personal growth and and getting clear oh, yeah. on who the hell do i want to be when i grow up and life just happening where it's like cool i'm excited for you that you got this done within two years i didn't and just being able to share that experience and that story so people that are two years in and haven't figured it out and are not steady with their income no that's not a problem yeah that's okay yeah i know i like that you feel passionate about this too i really really do because i love now that i've learned what's possible when you're persistent because 
I, first of all, I don't know. I, I've always had the talents to be a good coach within me. Um, but I wasn't, I don't think I was not a powerful coach when I started because I had too much focus on myself and that actually took a lot of self-work and yep. years of like therapy and different forms of therapy or healing or whatever to get to a place. And I'm not saying I'm not always on that journey, but like where I really feel confident in coaching. And when I'm sitting with someone now coaching, I can focus hundred percent on them. And that makes me a lot better at what I do. And that held me back in my business, but also learning how to market um, and put myself out there and what's my niche and what strategies work and don't work and um, struggling with my own consistency with things too. Oh my God, yes. Right? Like there's just so many pieces that eventually over time I've found systems and processes that work for me. Um, and now I'm kind of at the point where I want to scale and I'm again looking, okay, what are the systems and processes here that'll support me? Um, so it's re looking at that challenge, but from a totally different, now I have a solid business at least to build that from. And I think that's, that's what often gets forgotten. Um, I'm trying to remember, I was talking with somebody, oh, my local business club, I ran into somebody, um, doctor, she put closed down the practice, you know, COVID and all the things happening and got really into a, an MLM. And I'm like, again, not my thing, but I completely can see because you were pretty much buying a business in the box. You have the marketing assets, you have the sales assets, you, you have all of that, including support system and your runner-ups and all the things. So with us, it's like we are building something from the ground up. We are pretty much building your own processes, your own frameworks. You are, you are testing and you are doing and you are adjusting and you are polishing again. And it's a it's a constant building that business and testing and polishing again. Mm -hmm. And then when you then come to the point of, okay, sweet, we got this polished. Then shit happens like COVID. You're polishing again suddenly. And then you get into that scaling phase of, okay, now I have this. I have this breathing, living organism, which that's what our business is. Now you need to step out of actually being in your business and being the one doing everything and decide, do you want to be a CEO? Or how do you want to scale this? What do you want to turn this into? Now it's a whole mm -hmm. nother learning experience and an all other mm -hmm. adjustment on that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that being in the process of like, I did feel for actually for a couple of years, maybe even three years, I really gave myself this like space of just running it the way it was, bringing in money. I saved money. I paid off all my debt. Um, and that felt really good. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to grow and scale, which I'm in the middle of right now. So I've gone into a bunch of debt again. <laughs> Um, and I'm like in that process of like working to scale, but I do have like a couple of assistants now and I have a couple of associate coaches on my team. Um, they're all contractors though. So I'm not, I'm not planning to build an empire or anything huge. Um, but just to have like, because I've had excess people contacting me and there's like, how do I, you know, still like have options for them and got the associate coaches. And a couple of assistants to help out with things, but 
um, I'm still not sure how to scale, like exactly what that's going to look like. And I feel a bit like a fish out of water. Yeah. At it's times. Something new. Mm -hmm. Something new. It's yeah. different than what you're used to. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarities to when I started my business. I noticed coming up feelings, fears, oh but it's different. It's still different. Cause I'm like, well, at least I have that solid base. Um, so it's not nearly as like scary as it was. <laughs> what are, yeah. what are some processes or tools that have helped you get here? Mm. Uh, so to get here, I would say, okay. So for, okay, first working a lot of my messaging and I hire people to help me with that. So getting really clear on who I help and how I help them, but how to communicate that to people in a way that's really clear. Mm -hmm. I had someone kind of give me this, um, or teach me this once where you know, you can have, you can do all the marketing and people can find you, right? And you could have hundreds of people finding you, but if they come back to your site or your social media or whatever, and don't understand what you do, then that's all a waste. So the biggest thing I focus on, um, one of the first things was that, like, who am I helping? What problem am I solving for them? Where, what solution am I help provi providing them? I'm sure you're familiar with all this stuff. <laughs> yep, I'm literally, in, I'm literally in a group coaching program right now just to clean that up. Yes, yes, because yeah, so that's like been huge. And then in terms of actually the marketing and people finding me, uh, search engine optimization has worked really well for me uh, because I've been able to localize for search terms that apparently people use a lot, like career coach favor, career counseling in Vancouver. Um, and then to support that, like I have a lot of Google reviews. I've gotten lots of client testimonials and reviews um, so that I do show up as like the top coach in Vancouver when it comes to that stuff. So I'm always asking clients for feedback and testimonials. Um, that option is always there for every single person I work with. And you know, most people aren't going to do that. So like when you get that like even one out of 10 people or something, oh. you know, you can start to grow that credibility that way. So that's huge. Um, other marketing tools, I just started using social media a year and a half ago. So I'm still just really like getting the ball rolling with that. Um, I've done a lot of guest blogging and I've been mm. on um, a lot of local radio, TV news stuff in Canada. Um, I yes. love that your approach is, is a little bit different to my standard online entrepreneurs for that matter. Mm. It's hearing, and it's not dead at all guys, seriously, PR, guest blogging, going on TV, all of that. We seem to be forgetting that those paths are there because we're just on social all the time, right? And it's like, it doesn't have to be. There is not just one way. There's not just one thing. I'm like, if if you're a listener that has been around, you have heard multiple things where we had the episode with Vanessa Cabrera, who was like, I didn't have a website till like a year and a half ago. You don't have to have a website. You don't have to have mm -hmm. social media. 
You just have mm -hmm. to have something that aligns with you and that, that gives oh, yes. you the traffic. If that is referral, if that is social media, if that is a website, if that is SEO, if that is popping on the news, it doesn't matter. You just need to find the thing that works for you. Yeah, I love that so much. And I tell that I don't business coach a lot, but if I have clients starting either a coaching business or a service-based business, I do love working with those clients. I usually have like a couple of those at a time. And I will tell them the exact same thing. I'm like, let's figure out like what marketing stuff energizes you the most. Like, is it giving live workshops or trainings or is it speaking? Is it is it social media? Is it writing a blog? Is it making videos? Because for me, social media has never been, um, I don't get the results for the amount of effort I put into it. So even the social media I have now, and this is another thing um, I'll think about with my business clients is like, what do you want the purpose of your social media to be? Because if you want it to get clients, that's different than if you want it for credibility. Yeah. And I use it for credibility only. So I post maybe one time a week and then it's, if someone finds me online another way, they come across my social media, there's another like kind of reinforcer tool. Um, personally, and I think it's because everything I sell is higher ticket, right? Like I don't have offerings that are like, I work one-on-one -on -one and I have a group where I don't have larger offerings below $1,500. So the social media crowd isn't where I'm finding my people um, often not never say never. So, um, yeah, but being on podcast, that's another thing I do clearly. <laughs> and I think it comes down to the hall. The best tool is the one you actually use. Oh yeah. Just got to commit to something. Mm -hmm. That is something I have sucked at. I will say straight up where I'm like, I started this business 10 years <laughs> ago. I could have a huge social media, like a huge mailing list, but I just mm -hmm. didn't invest time in these things but if, if someone does that for 10 years like i think you would have good success with it but um so you have success another way seo is lazy <laughs> no, i figured out seo and then i'm like i don't have to do anything people just find me great <laughs> but no i do still do stuff like i make articles and i optimize the articles if you look up like what the fuck should I do with my life? If you Google that, my article is like the first thing that comes up. <laughs> I love it. Oh my yeah. God. You're my spirit animal. What the fuck should I do with my life? Yeah. Makes sense. That's what people type in. What the fuck should I do with my life? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I love that point. There's so many different ways to do it. And sometimes you have to try a lot of things until something really sticks and lands. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a little bit technical. What are some of the tools that allow you to run your business efficiently? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I use a tool right now called New Zendler. Uh, if anyone's familiar with, oh, it's jumping my mind now. Kajabi, something yep. like that. So uh, New Zendler is basically a newer version of them. And I just joined them because they already had great reviews and they were cheaper than Kajabi but they're basically the same. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have, I host my group program through there where everyone gets a login. Um, I post my, all my videos that I share. If I have pre-recorded webinars, mm -hmm. it's all through there. Um, and then I do live trainings for my group program or coaching sessions through there. Um, I do right now use Facebook group for my group program folks. Um, 
So that's another tool I use for my email marketing. I use Active Campaign. Um, so they're okay. As far as I know, they're the best one out there. I've had some issues with them, but um, it's tech. It's like there's there's often gonna be some issues. I'm like, if I wouldn't have a lifetime deal on Encharge, which is working similar, a little bit more nerdier than Active Campaign. I probably would still be on active campaign. I love them. I love the automations mm -hmm. they have and, and the tech behind it. But yeah, it is tech. Yeah. It is tech. Yeah. I'm like, we, yeah. we experience so tech yeah. today. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's so common. So yeah, I think overall, though, it's a good one. Um, I also use QuickBooks for my invoicing. Yep. Um, I have an assistant. So um, I mean, she's a tool, she's an amazing tool. Um, because after hiring a bunch of assistants, I finally found one who was genuinely interested and invested in my business to some degree. Yep. And she thinks critically about things. She'll come back to me and be like, I noticed this, like, is this the best way to do it? And that is a gem. And I didn't hire her originally because she didn't have the skill set and experience I wanted. And then I went back and hired her because she has that ability to think critically and adapt and learn right now we are talking that's exactly it's how everything. i hired you i can treat i can teach i can teach the how to i can teach yes. the tool i can teach all of that the right mindset and and view it's like i one of my vas oh my god he has such an eye for detail I can teach you ClickUp. I can teach you my SOP template. I can teach you how to do mm -hmm. all the things. That eye for detail is what I need for him to clean up our SOPs, to map all of those projects and all of that out. I'm like, you can't yes. teach that. No, That personality you can't. Break, you can't teach that. Yeah. Oh, so true. So true. I actually so I have another assistant uh, through uh, an organization that works in Kenya. And they provide workers in Kenya. Now I've tried working with foreign workers before and I couldn't, I didn't like it because we couldn't communicate properly, whether it was the language or just like understanding of each other. It was too difficult. This guy I have now who works in Kenya is another gem. Um, and so I actually decided because I was paying someone a thousand dollars a month to manage my paid ads. And I was like, I'm paying him. I've given him a raise now. Originally I was paying him $7 US an hour and he does an amazing job on everything. So I've given him a raise up to 10 now because I'm just like, you're so good. And I paid for him to do all the training on social media, learn how to manage ads. <laughs> and I was like, so now he's all trained up and he's managing my ads and he is doing a wonderful job at it. And yep. yeah, and I'm not paying a thousand bucks a month, which is really nice. Yeah. So that's another tool. Um, yeah, as you're doing my website and blog posts is another one. Um, yeah, and I guess like, I don't know if this is relevant, like working with course creators. Like, so when I created my first course, I did work with a course creator to help me. How do I structure a course? I'm not a teacher. I'm a yeah. coach. Like what's the difference? How do I learn to do both? That was gold. Um, I think just, I guess just really uh, working on aligning whatever works for you. I think it's coming back to, to the whole, the best tool is the one you actually use. 
I couldn't agree more. That kind of that kind of seems to be the pattern with with our yeah. processes and hiring people and using tools. Um, talk about talk about tools and processes and resources. You have a resource for our audience, don't you? You got a three-day mini course. Somebody told me in my notes. Yes. Who told you that? I have no I don't idea. Know. <laughs> Yes, I have a three free day mini course. It's called Clear the Way to Your Dream Career. And it's three short videos over three days. They have an actual step at the end of each one to help you get more clarity and also build more confidence as well when it comes to making your dream career happen. So will you share the link to that in the show notes or? Yes, it will. Um, as always, in the description, in the show notes, you guys will find the link to this. So you don't have to tell us the full link. You guys literally can just pop into the description and click on it as well as there'll be links on how people can find you yet. Go tell them, how can they find you? Yeah. Easiest find me on Instagram. I'm at Rebecca underscore Beaton. If you just type in Rebecca Beaton, you'll find me. Uh, my career, my tagline says career career clarity coach or something like that. And that's the best way. Yeah. Love it. So guys go find her on Instagram, go check out the links in the description. Everything is right there easily for you. Clickable. And Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me today. This was fun. And whenever you make it back to San Diego, we're going to have to meet up. I would love that. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking with you like genuinely. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much I dig, for coming I on. I dig your energy a lot. So <laughs> now we imagine what that energy is like in person. <laughs> I know. I'm like, should oh, I fly down to San Fran tomorrow? No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's great. Yeah. Thank, but thank you so, so much for having me. I do. Thanks like, so much really for coming on. It. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I see you again in the next episode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I'll see you then. Bye.